Welcome to the Blended Kingdom Families Podcast. We are your hosts, Scott and Vanessa Martindale, the founders of Blended Kingdom Families. Our ministry serves to equip marriages, unite families, and ignite faith so that you can flourish an abundant kingdom life. We pray that our podcast blesses you today. Hey guys, Scott and Vanessa Martindale here with Blended Kingdom Families. At BKF, we believe now is the time to change the modern day interpretation of the blended family. Absolutely, you guys. As a blended family ourselves, God laid it on our hearts to build a ministry that helps support blended families by equipping your marriage, uniting the family unit, and igniting your faith. Our mission is that you would be touched by God and experience His goodness through this ministry, that your family would have practical skills, resources, and tools to help you live that abundant blended life. Hey guys, Scott and Vanessa Martindale here with Blended Kingdom Families. So glad you are with us. We are ready to get rolling. Brittany Moses from LA is with us today, and we are so excited for what you're going to bring to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I'm looking forward to this. I was sharing earlier that this is my first time having this kind of context of a conversation blending within families, which has been my whole life. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Yes. Well, Brittany, we're so honored to have you. And I just want to share a little bit with our audience about you. So you guys, Brittany is a Los Angeles native and she's passionate about seeing the generation, uh, this generation live on purpose. She is a smart cookie and she studies psychology and research assisting at UCLA. She leverages her platform to reduce stigma and assist with helpful information at the intersection of faith, culture, and mental health. Uh, she's a certified recovery support group facilitator with NAMI, which is the National Alliance of Mental Illness. She's also a crisis counselor with the Crisis Text Line. But most importantly, she is mommy to her sweet son, Austin, single mommy, but soon to be engaged and about to blend a family. So Brittany, again, welcome. We are so excited to have you. Thank you. It's so exciting to hear that. Just thinking about our journey and now it being here. It's so exciting to hear you say that out loud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is exciting. Well, Brittany, just, you know, first tell us a little bit about you, your family, anything, you know, you want to share what you guys, you guys like to do hobbies, anything like that. Yeah. It's really interesting because when you guys came to me and I was hearing about your podcast, I was like, wow, this is really fitting because when I look back, my whole life is a past and a current future of blending families. So I am from Los Angeles, California. Um, I'm a Los Angeles native and I had my son at, at 18 years old. Um, so my son is about to be 11 now. He is taller than me. I don't know how to handle that. Um, he's a big guy <laughs> and, um, and yeah, and I ended up going through a marriage really early on in my life, just kind of thinking it was the next right thing to do. I was young. I had just come back to Christ. Um, I was born and raised in the church. Actually, I was the kid running through the pews. My parents were young adult ministers. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, so I kind of fell away from the faith in my teens. My parents had gone through a divorce that was very, very hard, mm. you know, and they met new people and both of them. And so I found myself having to blend a family on my mom, my mom's side with 
the person she was with, his sons, and then on my dad's side, the new woman he was with blending with them, you know? Um, and in the midst of that, I was going through my own thing. I fell away from my faith, kind of came back around after I had my son at 18 years old, yeah. got married very young. And um, then unfortunately we did go through a young divorce, you know? Um, he, his father kind of was going somewhere else with his life, yeah. probably wasn't really ready for marriage. I'm not sure if we both were, but obviously we got the blessing, which is my son mm. out of that. Um, you know, had to go through a lot of recovery from that. I think I held a lot of stigma being yeah. a young divorced Christian woman, yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of felt like the scarlet letter I could yeah. say. Yeah. Um, and it's weird because it's not something that anyone said inadvertently to make me feel shamed, but maybe some inner vows that I carried, um, or maybe just the visual of going through church and feeling like there wasn't as much of a space or having that lifestyle in common with a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so long story short though, I did end up meeting, uh, my current boyfriend, Jason, we've been together for three years and, um, planning for the future together. And as we're, I'm sure we'll talk about more overcame a lot of hurdles of fears and doubts, um, and just past core belief issues from my past yeah. to get to the point where we actually feel confident and secure about the direction we're going together. Yeah. Awesome. I love your story. And you touched on something and I just want to go back to it real quick because I think it's such a big point mm. when you talk about inner vows and when you talk about overcoming them and again, whether they are inadvertently kind of put on you from from indirect sources, you know, things that the way people look or maybe what they don't say, or based upon your experience as a young married person and then going through that, creating those intervals, I, I, I know that they are mm -hmm. um, a powerful force in driving future behavior. Yeah. So can you talk about how you overcame those Mm -hmm. What did you do and was it very intentional uh, or how did that come about? Yeah, it's really interesting because I kind of feel like I overcome to, overcame two sets of inner vows. So the first one was when I was married going through divorce. I had the inner vow that I was never going to be divorced, that whoever I have my child with, that's who I'm going to be with for the rest of my life. I'm not going to have my child go through divorce and a broken family in the same way that I did, in the same way that it affected me. Yeah. So those were inner vows that I carried that I didn't necessarily know I was carrying, but it's how I felt. Mm. And so going through divorce and things not going as planned. And as I think many of us have felt, you fight to the very, very end yeah. <laughs> to the furthest yeah. end of tolerance that you yeah. can for it. And it still doesn't work. And, um, you believe you begin to feel like maybe something's wrong with you yeah. or you just feel shame over the vows that you've broken mm -hmm. that you promised would never happen again with your child and yeah. with your new set, uh, with your generation, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, I had to overcome that, you know, I, I had to get to a point where I realized that like life happens. <laughs> um, and what actually inadvertently ended up happening was my son ended up being one of the reasons why I realized it was a good thing that it ended because my ex at the time he was dealing with, he was in kind of a lifestyle of addiction mm. and, um, there was some infidelity going on mm. and, um, just some really harmful 
toxic habits um, that if my son would have grown up seeing that and exposed to that, I believe that that could have really um, affected him in another direction. Um, So it became was like, okay, well, now for me, I always kind of use this picture. It was like, okay, this is a sinking ship. This ship's going down. Either me and my son are going to get out and swim Mm -hmm. or we're going to go down with him Mm -hmm. in the ship. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I gave him my, I gave him my boundaries. I said, you know, Hey, if you keep doing these things, you're going to lose us. You know, you're harming us when you make these choices. And, um, and so an offer to get help, you know, with him, Hey, we'll be with you to get, to get more help. Long story short, he decided to go a completely different way. Um, and that was his choice. So I had to reverse those intervals. I think I just had a night where I was journaling mm-hmm. through like what I was believing and what I was expecting versus what happened and had to come to a place of saying, you know what, maybe this is a beneficial thing to, yeah. to be going in this direction for my son. My son was at first the reason why we, I believed we had to stay together. And then I realized that was probably the reason why we needed to go in another direction. Um, so that was the first set of intervals. I think the other set of intervals that I had were after the divorce that were very rooted in fear, which is, you know, wow. who's going to choose me with a son, mm. you know, who's going to take on me and a child. Yeah. Um, just this feeling, I think of being maybe leftover in a way, mm. um, having intervals, believing that I probably would not find another, a good relationship after this or something prosperous. I think I just lost some hope for the future. Mm. Um, and so I actually did end up going to therapy and and counseling. Actually, my first step was going through a mentor at church. Um, I'm very much that person that's like at church. I say something, I'm like, plug me here, plug me there, (laughs) you know, all the areas, please. I'll, I'll take it. Um, and so, Um, so I ended up meeting with a mentor and she just had to speak truth. She was just speaking truth back into me. Thankfully, she was a retired therapist, actually, um, much older woman. Um, I'm, she could have been maybe in her seventies, eighties. And when I first saw her, I was like, I don't know, what do we have in common? You know, when they matched us, but she ended up being really wonderful at that time in my life. And she told me, she was like, you're, she was just like saying, just basic, you're beautiful. You're smart. You have a lot ahead of you. Somebody is going to love you. You know, just somebody is going to be there. You may not see it now, but you have all the raw materials. And just hearing that was helpful. So I think having the right people in my ear helped break some of those intervals, Mm -hmm. being plugged in to healthy people and community and, and doing some of the work in my own, just journaling and writing out, what have I believed versus what's true um, and having to meditate on that repeatedly. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I love that, Brittany. I I love that you, one, that you talk about seeking outside help, whether that be counseling or in the church with mentorship. Um, I think a lot of times, you know, having gone through divorce and, and been in that situation, you know, and being a single mom and like just relating to a lot of what you're saying, like, I'm tossed goods. Like nobody's going to want me. Like who would want to, you know, marry someone that already has a kid and things like that. But when you can sit down with someone and process those feelings and thoughts out, oftentimes we don't even realize that we've been deceived and are believing the lies. But someone who, you know, is on the opposite side is like, hey, I'm hearing you say this. And this is this is not the truth. This is not God's work. This is not the heart of the father for you, Um, you know, and helping us walk through 
through that difficult season or divorce or whatever that is. And so I think that's just great encouragement for our audience to hear that, you know, if you are in that situation, exactly like what you said, you know, seeking out help, um, whether that's in the church or a Christian Mm -hmm. counselor, you know. Yeah, I, I can't stress it enough. And as a counselor and as a future counselor, you, yeah. you you probably echo this. You know, those inner vows of those negative inner mm-hmm. vows, those feelings of worthlessness, those feelings of hopelessness, they don't come from Jesus. They don't come from anywhere except the enemy. That's mm-hmm. it. It's yeah. very simple. There's one source because God doesn't want us to live that way. Now, the the challenge is, is are you willing and are you seeking uh, the right steps in front of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as, as you guys talked about finding a, a great mentor or finding a great Christian counselor, mm-hmm. somebody's just going to speak goodness and truth. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's, a, it's a powerful, powerful source on, on what your future uh, is going to hold. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, Brittany, when you and I were talking on the phone, I, I loved how we got on the topic of, you know, you've been single and dating for, you know, the past three years and you and Jason now well, have they've been dating for three years, dating for three years. She was single before that. Single before that. Sorry. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. single, single, but dating, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Anyways. Um, <clears throat> but you guys, you know, y'all are getting to a point where, you know, engagement is fixing to happen and, and you've established this strong foundation in your relationship with one another. And one of the, the topics that we talked about was when, you know, you chose the right time to introduce Austin and Jason together. And we get a lot of questions about that. Like, when is the right time to introduce my child to the person that I'm dating? You know, it, when is, when is it, it's too soon. And I just really loved your perspective on this because you guys have been dating three years now. And, you know, I mean, and some people would say, wow, that's a really long time. And, and I think it's different for every situation, but I just love yeah. um, just your heart and encouragement that you had to share with that. So if you could share that with our audience, we'd love that. Oh gosh, I kid you not. I was that person who was like Googling to see people's other people's answers. Like what are other single moms commonly doing? Or it was just like, when do you introduce your son? You know, just, I think kind of getting a consensus of what's normal for people. And, um, I was even like in the single mom Facebook group, when did, you know, reading threads, um, and some people introduced very, very early on. And they're like, Hey, I gotta know if this works upfront before I go any further with this person, you know, and other people maybe waited a year. So for me, um, I realized that I didn't like take anything from anything that I searched online at the end of the day, I kind of had to use my own common sense wisdom. So we ended up waiting a year and a half before introducing him to my son. Um, I think it comes for, for two reasons. One, when my parents got divorced and we blend and you know they blended families the people they were with ended up being very toxic and abusive wow. um mentally uh sometimes but rarely physically and psychologically right mm-hmm. and we were put in a situation that we weren't asked to be put in and it was very damaging for us and so i wish that my if i could go back i wish my parents took the time to get to know that person for a year yeah. like i wish my parents took the time and we've had these conversations now, you know, we're over that hill, but, um, I wish they took the time to get to know who they were with, with and, and gauge that foundation. So I think that was one of the reasons that was driving me 
subconsciously to just wait and give it a year. Not that I had any doubts about Jason, but yeah. just out of respect of for my son of what I went through. Sure. Um, sure. I, I believe personally that it takes at least a year to know anybody <laughs> anyway, um, depending on how long you've known them. Jason was a new person to me. I think it's different if it's like a friend or someone you've known for a while mm-hmm. that could be circumstantial. But um, so yeah. And then on top of that, I wanted to develop a relationship with Jason first. Like I, I wanted to have a foundation with him to make sure we had a healthy foundation before bringing my son in, because that's a whole new relationship dynamic. You know, I felt like our relationship dynamic needed to be strong. It needed to be clear. Um, it needed to be healthy. Um, and then we bring my son in, which is going to be a new dynamic to the relationship where we're figuring out how that goes. Um, so So yeah, I decided to wait. I think the other thing is I didn't really go into this relationship in a rush. Um, Right before we got together, I I think I had turned to God and was like, look, if I'm going to be single for the rest of my life, I I accept it. Like, you know, um, I was just, I was actually pretty, I got started getting really content with my life and what I was doing. I was focused on school and I was like, okay, like I could do this. In my mind, I was like, you know, I'm probably not going to meet someone till after PhD, you know, seven years later. (laughs) So when Jason came along, I wasn't in a rush. Actually, I was very content with where I was. I wasn't in a rush to get married. I had already been married and that kind of went down the drain. And I had fears about that, that I still had to work through. Um, So I still need to deal with stuff with myself. I still need to go over the fear of marriage and relationships and things. And I wanted to build a strong and solid foundation with us before bringing Austin in. And I wanted it most of all to be organic. Um, I didn't want to be ruled by fear or the need to control because I feel like the more you try to control things, the more it controls you and unravels. So I just wanted it to be organic and seamless and natural. And for us to just continue to communicate, we could continue to communicate each step of the way, like at what stage we were comfortable with, you know, introducing Austin and these different things into the picture. I have a question on that. Uh, It's kind of a follow-up question to this. So you, you, you said you waited about a year and a half before you introduced Austin. But my question really goes to in that year and a half of, of dating Mm -hmm. was, did you intentionally kind of keep Austin, uh, not the focus of conversation? Because in my brain, this is what I'm thinking. Uh You're you're dating a single mom. You know, and and Mm -hmm. I remember when Vanessa and I started dating, I knew that her son was the largest part of her life. So it it, it made it very obvious that that was going to be a focal point of a lot of conversations Um, because I wanted to get to know them. Mm. Um, now my question is, is, and I know a lot of our audience is looking at this going, well, when I start dating somebody, my kids at that point are the most important thing. So that's going to be obviously the focal point of all of the, con- it's the focal point of the entire <laughs> dating. Yeah. Epidemic. It's, 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 this is us and I'm dating you to be a part of us. So everything yeah. we're going to talk about and do is going to relate to us. Did yeah. you consciously make different decisions? Because that's a long time to wait to introduce somebody. Yeah. So and it's, and it's, <laughs> that's a really good. Yeah. Yeah. I hear where you're coming from. That's a good question. I think that, um, 
I'm trying to figure out the best way because I did not like really make this conscious choice of this is what we're going to talk about this we're going to not like yeah I talked about Austin a lot we did like we talked about like what his interests are and what we you know Mm -hmm. something comes up that me and Austin are doing at home and we're talking about it and and that but I think also there was a balance there because also I wanted to get to know who Jason was you know um not just who like Jason was to Austin, to Austin, because that would come as they, as their relationship developed. Mm-hmm. But I was also, in, it, I would say it was a balance. I'm literally thinking about it now, looking back, because I've never been asked this. Um, yeah, definitely talked about my son a lot. Definitely the focal point of my life. And he was very aware of that. Jason also has never had kids before, mm-hmm. you know, um, he doesn't have any siblings who have had kids either. So, you know, he's, he's learning through, through what I'm saying along the way about Austin. Um, so he's not coming necessarily also from a background of like, Oh, I have kids. So I'm used to hearing about kids all the time. So, so I did kind of just like, you know, talk about it, but I didn't overload him. I did also spend a lot of time just trying to get to know who he was, because I think that my goal was, I wanted to know his character. I wanted to see what his character was over time, because once I kind of got familiar with and knew the raw materials of who he was, Mm -hmm. then I could know if he would, how well of a fit he would be, you know, in our lives and for our families, which he's always been since day one. Um, But I think that I did have a big focus on like getting to know who he was and the type of person he was um for sure good and i think it 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 builds to you know i I know we had a question that we're going to discuss and talks about anxiety but it keeps going back to me and and i see i think there's a a repeated pattern a lot with with single parents and it's the pattern of I'm selling us, I'm presenting right. us, um, and mm-hmm. that's not the natural way relationships develop, mm-hmm. and it's not in right. line with the way God tells us the importance of relationships should develop. As okay. he would say, marriage marriage is the top, uh, beyond the relationship with him, your marriage is the second most important relationship you have mm-hmm. then, right. then to your children. When you're presenting that, kind of out of line to begin with. Mm, yes, and then exactly. It, and then it fails because that person never got to know you individually. Right. And then all of a sudden you have complete anxiety as a single parent yeah. about this process. Mm-hmm. So I guess the question is, is aside from doing things differently, which I think uh, is, is a strong motivator, how would you deal with anxiety? Yeah, first of all, I'm so glad you said all of that because that's exactly what it was. You know, um, I think I did get to a point where I had done so much work up to our relationship on myself that I got to a point where I was content with myself and I was content with my situation with my my son. We were settled, we were secure yeah. <laughs> and I had a future that I was preparing for. I knew I was going to school. I knew I was gonna be aiming for my PhD. I was on a track. So I think I did get confident to a point where just like, look, anyone who comes along is going to be an added blessing. Mm. Um, I'm not trying to sell myself, <laughs> you know, anymore. Mm. Uh, I'm not trying to sell like, then that's 
the inner vow that I overcame. Like I'm not a, we're not like needing to be a sales pitch to someone. We know we're great. <laughs> we know we're good. Who are you? You know, uh, that was that turning point more so. So, uh, yeah, when it comes to fear and anxiety, so for me, like I mentioned before, I came from a family where I saw nothing but failed relationships. Mm. Like I saw relationship failed relationship after failed relationship. And then I went through my own divorce, mm. which failed. And I had to completely rebuild my life as a single mom. So without, you know, realizing it going back to, I think core, um, core beliefs, I would yeah. say I had the core belief from all of that, from my experience, which is what shapes our core beliefs that relationships don't work, that marriage fails, that someone's bound to get hurt or cheated on or abandoned or left yeah. because yeah. that was the only experience I had with, with relationships, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so, so I, ha I did have a bit of a fear and I realized later that me telling God that I'm okay being single with Jesus for the rest of my life was me being dismissive. And it was a wall that I had cause I had fears yeah. <laughs> um, that I, and I did actually work with a therapist with even up to the beginning of this year, when we started talking about marriage, mm. um, cause I had a fear of marriage and I knew I wanted to take that step with Jason. Yeah. Um, our relationship has been healthy. It's been wonderful. Um, but I needed that push <laughs> of yeah. truth back into my life. So, so good. So, but part of the reason why I think I didn't have a lot of fears is because we didn't rush it. Mm -hmm. Um, in the very beginning of the relationship, I did not go into it thinking marriage. I went into it thinking I'm going to get to know this wonderful person, you know, I'm going to work on discovering them and they're going to learn, I'm going to learn them. They're going to learn me. And, mm -hmm. you know, regardless of what happens, I know that God has me. Um, for a lot of people who've been divorced, you, I think you build this kind of resilience. Um, and when you've been a single parent, like I've done this, I've seen myself overcome this. So I know if it comes down to it, I could do it again in the future and be okay. I can be okay. And so I think coming from that into our relationship, it was like that released a lot of pressure for me. Cause I was like, I can just kind of get to know this person, take my time, um, and see where it goes without rushing, because no matter what happens, we're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. So I can release the pressure to rush, rush to marriage and this and that, and just focus on learning one another. Um, and wow. so that's, yeah, that's a big one. And I think it's just so, so important good. that you, you, you put that little nugget in there. Mm -hmm. You don't have to rush them. You know, you don't have to sprint to the altar to make sure that <laughs> they stay around. Uh, that's not, that's not going to be. Yeah. Um, I would think there, there's so many good takeaways from what you've said, Brittany, because, you know, patience, it's, it's a fruit of the spirit. It's, it's a virtue for a reason. Mm -hmm. And whenever we can be patient, um, you know, and find, you know, if, if that is what God wants us, you know, to, to remarry, being patient, taking the time to set that healthy foundation, like you said, getting to know that person, getting to know their behaviors and who they are. And, you know, because it's going to yeah. be someone that that's going to be around your children one day too. Well, and, and, and again, I, I think the, the core reason that people don't is yeah. because they don't know their Christ value. Mm. You know, they don't, right. they don't know how much they are loved. They are yeah. 
linking up to somebody and they're getting the impression of love and then they're taking that going, let's make it legal as soon as we can mm-hmm. so that that doesn't go away. It's so don't, they don't run away. Yeah. 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 It's, it's trying to fill a void that only God and the Holy Spirit can, yeah. you know, it, it's, 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 it's not in the person that we're dating, but you know, mm-hmm. it's our father. Yeah. And, and, and again, I, I want to make sure I put some, I like the, the idea of putting air in the room. If you're watching this and you're in that situation and you're like, well, I'm trying to get married and I think I found the right one. I, I, I don't want, I don't want you to feel shamed in this process. No, I, I want yeah. you to feel, um, you know, that there is hope in, in patience and there's good things in patience. Mm-hmm. You don't have to rush. Your value is in Christ, not in your marriage partner. Uh, and, and good and great things can happen if you are patient. Yeah. And so, you know, Brittany, we, if you had a single parent, someone that's, that's getting ready for to blend or in pre-marriage, if you had someone sitting right in front of you right now, or anything that you would like to impart to the audience, what would you want to say, or what encouragement would you want to give them in this season? Yeah, I love everything you guys just said about being patient. I think that that theme has just been running throughout my life that maybe carried over to the dating side, because that's just the core quality of recovery and healing. I'm, you know, more so in the mental health world. And what I've learned is that time is your friend. Time is your friend when it comes to healing. Time is your friend when it comes to getting to know someone and recovery. And so obviously everyone's context is different. Some people have known the person that they're blending with for a long time, Mm -hmm. you know, so they may have seen them for a while, but especially for those who are in a new dating relationship, um, I I do want to encourage patience. You know, we know that love is patient. (laughs) Love is kind. Um, also to, um, also that you can break the cycle, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you can break the cycle. If you've come from a family where you've seen nothing but dysfunction and you've seen nothing but like abuse and it not working out just because that's what you've seen. Um, that doesn't mean that's what your life has to be. And you can break that cycle. Uh, sometimes we have limited beliefs because of our past, like our beliefs about things can only go so far based off of what we've seen. And so I just want to encourage people to break those limiting beliefs. Um, again, they're not of God. God can do above all that we can ask or imagine. And that is so true of you in your life. I think we think this of other people. We see other people maybe get married or these things happen for other people. And we think that's great for them. That's great that that's working out, that God is working out in their lives. But I don't see that happening for me. Like, I don't see how that could or would happen for me. And I just want to encourage that that is for you. Like that is for you too. (laughs) You know, God is so into the details of your life. Um, And again, to just hold on to hope, like hold on to hope, you know, because right now it can be very discouraging. I think we're seeing a lot of relationships not work out or Mm -hmm. the world is just a crazy place to date. I always say like, (laughs) Glory to God, like when you do find something good, because I know, I know I'm not going to minimize the fact that it it can be hard out there to find someone, but there is someone God knows, you know, he has seen, I love how the Psalm says he has seen all of your, all of your days laid out before him before a single day had passed. Like he knows how it's working out. So hold on to hope. And, um, 
not have fear. Um, you know, I love Romans 28, 28, all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purposes. That's something I held on to, where it's just like, look, whether this relationship works out or not, my future, my hope, it is not in this person. It is not in this relationship. It is in God and his plans for me. And so whether or not this works out, all things work together for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. So I could hold on to that. Um, and I could, and, and, um, I love, you know, God has not given us a spirit of fear, (laughs) but of love of power and a sound mind. So I really hold on to that. God has, sometimes I have to preach it to myself and I encourage it. God has given me a sound mind because you might have those I would call it cray cray moments where <laughs> your fears are overriding your brain and you're reacting in ways that are totally driven by fear and totally yeah. driven by your wounds in the past. And you just have to just speak back to yourself mm-hmm. the truth and say, God has given me a sound mind. God has given me a sound mind. Yeah. Um, for me, sometimes that's saying, we're going to be healthy, Brittany, today. We're not going to be <laughs> old, Brittany. Like, yeah. <laughs> We're going to be health. We're going to choose to be healthy Brittany today. And we're not going to react the way that old Brittany would have reacted because yeah. now <laughs> we are, we are recovered and we've learned and we're growing and just like that self-talk. I um, so that. I, I do want to <laughs> encourage even some of that self-talk um, as well, because yeah. it's vulnerable no matter what. That's the thing about this. That's the thing about meeting someone new. That's the thing about blending. It is a vulnerable experience and there's no way around it. There's no way around the vulnerability. You really have to cling to God and um, really sometimes just get to know and trust in that person's character each step of the way Mm -hmm. and hold on to that hope for sure. Man, preach it, sister. I was just like, yeah, everything. You just said everything. That was so good, Brittany. So good. Well, and and I'm just excited because I know there are a lot of people who watch the podcast that are single or they're in that right before marriage. Mm -hmm. And I I, I just know that there are certain things that that, uh, they need to be encouraged on. And I think this touched on a lot of them. Absolutely. Hey friends, we hope that this episode is blessing your socks off right now. And we just wanna take an opportunity to talk about partnering together. If Blended Kingdom Families has touched your marriage and touched your blended family in some way, we'd love to partner with you. At Blended Kingdom Families, we're trying to reach as many blended families as possible. And we can do more with your support. So please take an opportunity to visit blendedkingdomfamilies.com and click partner. Hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. This is our final question. We are blended kingdom families. And so we ask everybody, what does a blended kingdom family mean to you? Yeah, I love this question. Um, I'm just thinking personally, like, I think a blended kingdom family, again, is led by love and not by fear because God is love, um, you know, and is embodying and is, I just, you know, the gospel is embodying that love. Like, yeah, it's messy. Humanity is messy and it'll be messy sometimes, you know, but Jesus meets us right in the mess. Mm. You know, um, we hold on to him and we root ourselves in him each Mm. step of the way. And that's how I see blending. It's just like, look, everything's not going to be perfect. 
Um, sometimes we have all these ideals about how we think it should look or mm -hmm. how we think the other person should be or how we think the relationship between our significant other and the child should be. And um, that's just not like realistic, right? And that's why I kind of believe in the organic experience of letting Christ yeah. have his way. Mm -hmm. um, led by love and not by fear. We know that, you know, scripture says perfect love casts out fear. And that's so hard to imagine because yeah. some of us cannot even imagine perfect love because mm. yeah. people and relationships have failed us so much, you know, um, but perfect love casts out fear. What is love? It is patient. It is kind. It, yeah. you know, does not hold on to wrongdoings. Um, so when I think of a blended kingdom family, um, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely thinking like we're embodying the mess and the grace and the beauty <laughs> of what it looks like yes. to be rooted in Christ um, through a process that is going to be driven by love um, and can overcome all things. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. Brittany, I just blown away by your yeah. testimony and just our conversation today. And we know, we know that it's going to bless so many people to hear this and we just honor you and we just want to thank you so much for just taking your time out to share your heart and your testimony and just be vulnerable and, and open up um, to share that with us. So thank you. It's awesome. Guys, thank you all so much for, for hanging out with us. I know this episode is blessing uh, those who are in these situations. We are excited that you have been with us. Thank you. Have a great, great day. Yes, be blessed in all you do today, guys. BKF community, we want to hear from you guys. If you would take the time to leave us a review and you can find us on all social media platforms. Our podcast is like on every podcast platform and you can visit us at our website at www.blendedkingdomfamilies.com. Yeah, guys, we're trying to reach every blended family all over the world and we can't do this without your partnership. So please take a minute, like, share, comment, review, tell your friends. Tell them they can all go to blendedkingdomfamilies.com for great resources.